these ADD kids are born entrepreneurs. I've actually become successful because of my ADHD and not in spite of it. Well, I mean, we are scientifically better at becoming and being entrepreneurs. I've been on the drugs. I have gone through the special education. I've been told that I won't make it. And guys, I made it. And I want to show you guys exactly how. Welcome to Disorderland, the podcast where we pull our bootstraps off and set them on fire with your host, Jesse Meadows. And Aisha Khan. Today, we'd like to introduce you to the ADHD boss, an archetype that has taken over our feeds and is making us want to throw our phones into the ocean. The ADHD boss is a creative entrepreneur with 100,000 followers on TikTok and a feed full of dopamine hacking tricks. The ADHD boss is a life coach that can teach you how to manifest your dreams for just $222 an hour. <laughs> the ADHD boss wants you to reach your full potential and they're going to help you turn your ADHD into a superpower with tough love and a power morning routine that starts at 4 a.m. The ADHD boss can trace his lineage back to mindset motivational speakers like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee who preach a neoliberal gospel of personal responsibility and hard work. We can also thank politicians like Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan for the popularity of these ideas in our culture. Thatcher believed that if the government helped the poor, they wouldn't help themselves. And she used this idea to justify cutting government funding for social services and privatizing things like education and healthcare. This is a political philosophy that has reshaped our entire culture and economy. In a paper called Neoliberalism and the Commodification of Mental Health, which I'll link in the show notes, Sociologists Luigi Esposito and Fernando M. Perez explain it like this, quote, Neoliberalism is far more than simply a set of policy prescriptions. Neoliberalism supports a type of order and vision of the world in which all aspects of social, cultural, and economic life are shaped by what is sometimes referred to as market rationality. That is, evaluating the merit of all actions according to what is deemed as valuable, acceptable, or desirable by the market, end quote. And we see this all over social media. Diagnoses have become brands that can be bought and sold. And the ADHD boss is an expert salesman. In, in a sense, like capitalism makes everything profitable, right? All forms of injustice profitable. And what that means is everything under capitalism, right, can be turned into something that can be made money out of. And in order to do that, like in order to really... Um, uphold oppression in, in that way. Uh, the best way to do it is to rather than having someone that like, you know, shows up at your door and puts a gun to your head and forces you to assimilate and conform. Uh, it's easier to actually sell oppression to you as freedom and as something that's really desirable and as something that's, a, you know, a mark of success. And it's something that's a reflection of how how great you are and how worthy you are of an individual. And that's essentially what neoliberalism's role is. It's to make us actually buy into this illusion and make everything look good. And the way it does that is by tying it to like your individual self-worth, right? And at the end of the day, then you have people, you don't need anybody to put a gun to your head and do it. You'll do it to yourself, right? Like we do it all the time in terms of like convincing ourselves that, you know, I have to do X, Y, Z to be successful. And if I'm not, and at the core of it, the fear is real, which is if I'm not, then I won't be accepted, right? And I won't be valued by society enough to actually have the right to live, like get food, water. So the fear is real, but I think we get caught up sometimes in not examining like why we're doing what we're doing. And a lot of it is because it's presented to us as like this cool, like freedom, liberation, you know? And I think that's really like what has happened to mental health now, which is it's been co-opted to 
basically make oppression look like it's a cool thing. (laughs) Well, and it's all about like self-management, like self-regulating, which is also what neoliberalism is about. Like the market is supposed to regulate itself. But now we've like internalized that idea about like just our own personalities and selves. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back to individualism, right? Like the whole mm-hmm. goal of capitalism, in order to justify capitalism, you have to get people to believe like one, two things. One, resources are, are scarce, which is not real, right? They're abundant, but they're not distributed evenly. Um, and then you have to get people to believe that they're alone in some capacity, right? That they're mm-hmm. alone and they're unsupported and no one will take care of them. And therefore, they're like, in order to survive, that they have to earn the right to live. And, you know, that that's a very individual personal journey. And that's where like personal success, personal goals, personal ambitions all come from. Um, and also then uh, drive this us versus them divide, right? Like get you to see yourself as an individual and then see everyone else as the other. And mm-hmm. that in that in that lens, everything falls under that. So like if you're going through like problems in society basically are reduced to an individual thing, right? So like even when there's like actual like harm and violence, it's like, okay, that's a bad person. And Mm -hmm. that's the problem, right? So that's justification for prisons and police because if people are inherently evil, then what do you do about that, right? You just like exile them from society or or like, so it basically the whole goal is to like get people to never look at the system as a problem and to never look at like community for resources at the same time, right? So always look to yourself even if you're looking to yourself to like push yourself through success and mm-hmm. climb the ladder to the top or always look to yourself when you're suffering being like, I'm the problem. I must be the problem. Yeah. And I think like this ADHD boss is a part of what you were talking about, about like getting you to manage yourself and regulate yourself. And last episode, we mentioned that there's sort of a hierarchy of DSM diagnoses and like some are more desirable or I guess like marketable than others. And I mentioned that I think ADHD has come out on top of this hierarchy and it's become something that's like aspirational. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to explore some of this ADHD boss content and see if we can define this archetype a bit more and figure out where it comes from. This is a video I think is a great place for us to start. It's from an account called ADHD Vision on TikTok. He has 1.2 million followers. It's like a whole city, man. A city full of people. (laughs) Jesus. Here is the single most important thing for you to realize to become successful with ADHD. And yes, I get it. Your ADHD right now is telling you to scroll because this video is about one minute too long and probably won't be stimulating enough for your brain. But if you really want to become successful with ADHD, you need to learn to become mindful of those impulsive thoughts right here (laughs) and stick around for this fact. Because what I'm about to tell you is the secret sauce. By the way, just so you know a bit about me, I just turned 24. I live on this 150 square meter terrace in Spain. That top part is mine right there as well. So. I know what I'm talking about here. I've actually become successful because of my ADHD and Um, not in spite of it. So overall, does ADHD make it more difficult to stick to your goals and aspirations? Absolutely. But does that mean that you can't reach them? Absolutely not. Wow. Here's the most important thing. Amazing. If you're currently stuck in a victim mindset, meaning that you blame your ADHD for everything that's wrong in your life, newsflash, you will never truly become successful with ADHD. In fact, (laughs) I want you to stop thinking like that right now because essentially what that is going to do is it's going to tell your brain that your life isn't in your control 
and that life is happening to and not for you. In other words, you're going to wait for your environment to help you instead of actually <laughs> learning to help yourself. Once you understand this and only then do I want you to listen to the following advice. If you're not ready yet and still don't think that you can become successful because of your ADHD, keep scrolling. For everybody else, the most important thing for you is going to be finding out where to get healthy sources of dopamine from because this is the chemical that our brains lack and therefore the chemical that our brains need. Exercise, <laughs> eating blueberries, doing cold showers, etc. etc. <laughs> I make videos on all of the healthy sources. I love of how the majority of this is etc. etc. I love it. Eating blueberries, cold showers. <laughs> like at the same time, or like. Uh... <laughs> Once you start doing these things regularly, and only then are you going to start to prime your brain to be energized and motivated to help you reach your dreams. And preferably, you do these things first thing in the morning. What many people with ADHD don't understand, those are birds right now. This is a beautiful vibe <laughs> that I'm experiencing thanks to all this advice that I'm giving you. What many people don't understand, and try to finish, is that once you have a healthy dopamine source system, preferably in the morning, everything else in your day will get 100% easier. And that's exactly why. Oh my God. I mean, it was, I would literally want to be like, thank you, Ta like Margaret Thatcher. Literally, yeah. it's like the playbook, right? right? He says it and it's so beautiful, actually. It's like, I love mm -hmm. these videos because they are literally an illustration of like how like Reagan would give a speech, right? It's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> yeah. talking about like how literally you're like, you're a, you're a victim. You're not like the whole victim mindset thing and like being like, mm -hmm. don't let life happen like you think life is happening to you instead of happening for you what the yeah. fuck does that even mean first of all like yeah. what does it mean for life to happen for you right like and like get, oh my god and the whole waiting for your environment to change it to help you instead of you helping yourself mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. this guy is really mm -hmm. probably one of those people that thinks he's self-made right especially given that he thinks yeah. he's on this like rooftop in Spain with these birds perching in the side like it's like <laughs> I did this all by myself and it's like dude like nothing about you even even especially like even your ideas right now are literally like I mean you are influenced by community unfortunately it's like Reagan and Margaret Thatcher but like yeah that should tell you everything that you're literally saying these things that are not yours even <laughs> he literally said help yourself mm -hmm. which is like the central tenant of Thatcherism so there's a couple things in this that I have noticed are th like themes that we'll see in our uh, rabbit hole. The dopamine hacking, like optimizing your neurochemicals and like priming your brain. Mm -hmm. um, and then like the morning routine is like huge for these people. Like <laughs> they're obsessed with their like power morning routine. And this guy, Nick, he also actually owns the domain ADHDboss.com. Oh God, I which is like, you can't didn't even make know. that up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it before I um, uh, decided that we were going to talk about the ADHD boss, but I was like, that is just fucking perfect. In the link in his TikTok bio, he's promoting an app, mm -hmm. a supplement called Magic Mind, mm -hmm. which is like one of those like new tropics. Yeah things that has like all these different like supplements and like stimulants and stuff in them and it's supposed to like <sighs> cure your procrastination or something yeah it's literally supposedly just pumping yourself with a bunch of amino acids it's supposed to change the chemistry of your entire like you know metabolic chemical process in your head and just make you a new person <laughs> and i'm like that's not that's literally not how chemical reactions work but okay <laughs> <laughs> he's also promoting a co-working community 
uh, that I think you like pay for like a subscription service. And also there's like an assessment service linked in his bio that says if you upload a recording, it can detect ADHD in your voice. Just like all these different little like services and like products that he's advertising. And I found this description of his coaching program because, of course, he has a coaching program (laughs) on his website. Quote, ADHD Vision dives deep into the exact strategies you can use to build an online business with a social mission similar to ADHDboss.com. How deep? Which helps you, <laughs> which helps you generate an income from anywhere in the world while also helping people at the same time. People with ADHD are natural born entrepreneurs mm. like myself. And this is why much of the ADHD Vision program revolves around helping you achieve tremendous success through entrepreneurship. <laughs> That's his like secret. His secret sauce is becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. So his secret sauce is taking literally what he just said was like stuff that has already (laughs) been peddled for decades. This whole Mm -hmm. like, like this, there was a, I mean, this was maybe even more prominent in like the millennial like generation, right? Like this like wave of like Tony Robbins type nonsense, right? It was just like all so focused and directed to like, how can you become your own boss? And Mm -hmm. now it's like, it's weird because it's still there, but like not as obvious. And like, like so many people were like motivational speakers, like back when like TEDx was like a huge thing, right? Like that was half the shit on there. Like it was so much, all, everything entrepreneurship. And this dude is literally not even entrepreneuring entrepreneurship. I'm like, <laughs> you're doing the same shit everyone else is doing. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, he's also saying this thing that I hear people say over and over that like ADHD makes you a natural entrepreneur as if it's like you're like biologically predisposed to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And this actually like goes back to the book Driven to Distraction, which came out in 1994. And it was written by Ed Hollowell and John Reedy, who Mm -hmm. are psychiatrists. but They also um, identify as having ADHD. And I consider Hallowell to be like the loudest prophet of this like ADHD superpower narrative. Mm-hmm. He's been saying this for decades now. Beware, these ADD kids are born entrepreneurs. So you offer them 25 cents and you'll be offering them $25 before you know it. So, <laughs> so, so just, just be careful of that. And I think we're seeing this idea like trickle down onto TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like here's um, Connor DeWolf, who has like, over 5 million followers. Oh God, yeah. I'm sure you know who he is. What's something that people with ADHD are really good at doing? Well, I mean, we are scientifically better at becoming and being entrepreneurs. Wait, scientifically? Yeah, it makes sense considering every yeah. hyperfixation we go through, we try to find a business opportunity within it. True. And since we don't like stagnation or waiting, we tend to be way better at progressing our businesses faster. Static is boring and boring is torture. So yeah, because of our lack of impulse control, lack of dopamine, but great intuition, we tend to be really good at making quick decisions under pressure. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So so what do you do for a living? Oh, I make videos on the internet oh, and i and i started my own merch website well there you go case in point wow <laughs> like what do you do oh i make videos about this on the internet and that's how i make money <laughs> yeah and also that being an automatic metric of success just like wow makes sense that you're just like so incredible <laughs> like i mean but even oh wow like the confidence in being able to talk like that with like just out of your ass like just say it's scientifically proven right and you don't have to say anything else you don't have to explain that you don't have to show anything you don't have to do anything you can just say shit he does actually flash a study wait let Mm. me just find it again okay he flashes a study that says it's called adhd related neurodiversity and the entrepreneurial mindset oh that 
wasn't Let's a freaking study. Look. That was literally, I read that once. That was, that's not a fucking study. Yeah, no, it was just when I was, this was back when I was trying to, I wrote like that newsletter about how now there's like global heads of neurodiversity at like Fortune 500 yeah. companies. This shit pops up. And uh-huh. a lot of these articles pop up. A lot of these articles, which are all basically commentaries written by people mm-hmm. like, like the psychiatrist that you were talking about, right? Very similar to that kind of mindset, like in some world where they have like academic recognition, but then they're just like peddling this. It's basically just saying that they think there's overlap between what they're calling the entrepreneurial mindset, which mm-hmm. I guess is like these different like made up that yeah. they've, yeah. well, like uh, alertness, mm-hmm. cognitive style, mm-hmm. Uh, resource-induced coping heuristic. I don't know what that is. No, but. literally all of it is, seems like nonsense because even the things that they're supposedly quantifying are like, what? how do you, what is degree of alertness? Like, what is, how, what yeah. does that mean? Like, and and those things are like not, like, I love how sa- the word scientific can just be said when it's like nothing is like mm-hmm. that clear cut to be just be like, this is how it is. <laughs> <laughs> like the most we can do is like, this is how it is with like tons of reproducible data. Maybe for the most part, like... <laughs> Here's another one by Matt Rakelboom. Oh my God. This, who is, this is probably to before. me the most, just like the way he talks. There's something about it. I don't know why this guy pisses me off more. Like <laughs> He just is uh, extremely confident, but I can tell that he's making shit up. Like, and uh, that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but here, let's watch this one. I have ADHD and I am genuinely impressed if anyone has the ability to work harder than I do. That being <laughs> said, I've been fired for being lazy on way too many occasions. Does that sound familiar? Let's talk about it. The entrepreneurial role is genuinely made for people with ADHD because we get to pick our own hours, we get to pick our own style, we get to pick genuinely how we work. And the problem with a lot of nine to five jobs out there is the idea that I'm doing what you want to do, not what I want to do. I want to make post-it notes about this. You don't allow post-it notes in the workplace. I want to drink water all day because water really, really helps my brain function. You don't allow water bottles on the floor. Are you serious? (laughs) This is the idea behind when we decide to get motivated enough to start our own business, people with ADHD genuinely do very, very well. Don't forget. Forbes magazine labels ADHD as the entrepreneurial superpower. Don't forget this, guys. You ain't lazy. You just haven't found your right spot yet. <laughs> oh my god! I love how he. I love how so many of these videos, right? And I think this is why it's actually quite insidious because they say the things yeah. people notice. It's the same tools I use to try to get people to recognize capitalism without like getting them yeah. needing the political stuff, right? Get pointing out pain that they know is pain that they experience every day mm-hmm. right and he's doing the same thing where he's like okay i go to work and i realize that this person who has total control over my life and if i eat is able to tell me to do whatever i want <laughs> i'm just gonna talk yeah. like this motherfucker now <laughs> like and i can't even live but and then i go here and then you know they tell me i can't even fucking drink water and out of that the conclusion he gets is which i think is like the most like epitome of neoliberalism right because it tells you all these things and then mm-hmm. says therefore you should solve it by then going back to work <laughs> uh, yeah you should solve it by trying Fix to become yourself. successful yeah you should solve it by taking a bunch of drugs so it's like it'll tell you all these and that's part of why i guess this stuff is like messed up right why initially it's easy for us to find a little bit of peace even in like a diagnosis for example right which so much of that comes from being like okay these things they're describing, like the like these symptoms, like, okay, that's some language I have to be like, I've kind of experienced that. Like, sure, I don't have this thing that, you know, whatever arbitrary definition of focus is. I, like, you're like, I, I can kind of tell how I fit under these, like, 
symptoms and that makes you feel seen possibly for the first time in a long time or ever. And that is real. Like we all need to be validated and seen and heard and like someone acknowledging our pain is powerful, but that's where it ends. And then it it says all this, therefore you need to cure yourself with that or like so it's so fucked up because it actually takes an entrepreneur right that's the answer what did he say he said you're you're not lazy you just haven't found the right spot yet like i'm like you'll never find the right spot honey (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) Like, but well i mean yeah because it's rigged against you so like it's not just about finding the right spot or the right supplement or the right like morning routine you know like the game is rigged against us yeah and i mean he says it right he says like it sucks because you have these nine to five jobs that you have to do right he gets points out all the things that we point out when we say that no Mm -hmm. one should have to fucking do that to survive like Mm -hmm. given that no one chose to be fucking born like we have to actually value life (laughs) for existing like not because they're you know and the fact that how wrong it is i love how like part of like what make cap makes capitalism so powerful is like this like psychological hold it has on us to make us think that this is just inevitable this is how the world works and there's so many mm-hmm. factors that go into that right even something as simple as like like having like competition normalized to us having this whole like darwinian idea of survival of the fittest normalized to us which he's harping on but like at the end it all comes back to being like okay, these nine to five jobs and all of these things and saying all these things that are quite brutal and quite like having no agency, being able to like yeah, not like do they anything. Won't let us drink water. water right, like, which is like, which is so, and I, and that speaks to something really powerful, right? But yeah. then I think what, like, he's like the epitome of how normalized like violence and brutality is. Like we wake up every day and mm-hmm. we tell ourselves, oh, it's totally fine that literally like I didn't ask to be here and I have no food, water, shelter, healthcare ever guaranteed for the rest of my life unless I sell my body and mind for labor. And, and like you just like drink your coffee and go to work, right? Like, and it's just mm-hmm. like, he's just the epitome of what it looks like to just totally not realize what you're saying and just like, just be like, oh, that's just how it is. Yeah, he says that they don't let you drink water on the floor and water helps his brain function or something. And it's like, that's that's how we survive bro. for all human beings. Like we all need to be able to drink water. Oh, that's work. Such and a like good, that is yeah. that is like an abuse of workers that you're like, describing. And also kind of like saying like, you know, when even symptoms are phrased as that, right? Unique experience that we have, like. ADHD folks just have an interest-based nervous system. So you just have to do something fun that you love for your job. And it's like literally everybody Mm -hmm. wants to do things they care about. No one should be forced to do something they're not interested in. I'm like, how has has it been so normalized that you can force someone to do something they don't want to do? And you call that the opposite of that an interest-based nervous? You mean agency? Like autonomy? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what are the keys to becoming a successful ADHD boss? There are a few common themes that I think pop up a lot. The first one is having a power morning routine. So <laughs> let's just go back to ADHD vision for a minute. Oh God. Life sure is good. <laughs> it's getting really annoying. How are you keeping it together so well? I haven't even gotten around to doing my laundry for the past three days. How do you not procrastinate? Hey, whoa, I hear you, my friends. Uh, but do you really want to know? Because when I tell most people, they just don't believe me. Um, I'm not most people, so yeah. All right, so basically with ADHD, it's all about winning your morning. Once you win your morning, you win your day. I don't really know what you mean. 
So basically, over this ADHD routine app called Brilli, I've created my own ADHD power morning routine, which includes things like aerobic exercise, cold showering for our dopamine, but then also reminders like drinking water, brushing your teeth, and the best part of it all is that it's all timed, so you're actually motivated to getting it done. Huh. I'm telling you, once you do all these things that are in this routine, which by the way is less than an hour long, you feel so <laughs> accomplished that the rest of your day just keeps getting easier. And how do I get access to this ADHD power morning routine? Well, over mm. Brilli, I can just directly share this. So he's just like you. advertising an app, basically. Yeah, we're but like, oh, skip. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he says he fucking times himself, like, yeah, to make I him feel like a sense of urgency. Like, that just sounds like you're torturing yourself. Yeah, I was going to say when he said that, I actually felt bad for him when he was talking yeah. about that, yeah. where I felt like pity. I'm like, my dude, I don't know what your, your anxiety levels and like cortisol, adrenaline, epinephrine must be through the fucking roof. Like you mm -hmm. are like, you probably go to bed fucking crying. Like, I'm like, do not tell me that that is not crushing you because I don't have to time my morning routine, but waking up and have to follow any sort of schedule, have to be at work by a certain time. Even having that is so stressful. And that's another thing we've just normalized, right? Deadlines and clocks and like, for no yeah. reason, it's totally arbitrarily made up. But pace and having this excel, and that's something so key to capitalism, right? Because the goal mm -hmm. of capitalism is to get something done with the least amount of effort, with the least amount of time put in, and the efficiency. maximum amount of profit. Yeah, that's what optimizing mm -hmm. means. That's what efficiency means. All these words literally mean get it done as fast as possible with the least amount of resources like put in, right, for the most that you can get out. And this dude mm -hmm. is sad, like, oh, God. And he's literally just copy-pasting that same sort of, like, urgency fast-paced nonsense to like i get it done less than under an hour like okay <laughs> my dude like who okay good for you <laughs> like he's winning and i love that he says he's winning his morning like it's a competition like something you can win and i guess that's the, something that's most common about these videos where it's just like all they do is go back to this language of winning of achieving uh success i think we, we have these like trigger words that we can even put down right like success power yeah um, just that mm -hmm. being the word what that means and what that can refer to right like getting to the top succeeding uh all your goals and dreams like it's just these classic words that always pop up in all these dudes videos it doesn't matter what they're doing <laughs> yeah i just imagine him like in the shower in the morning and he's like shoving blueberries in his mouth like frantically <laughs> <laughs> yeah have five minutes to eat like <laughs> i gotta get my dopamine optimized <laughs> But like also like I think cold showering for dopamine like it sounds like the advice of someone who's never like had to take a cold shower like didn't <laughs> truly. have hot water yeah you know? truly I'm like, like bro I used to like have like you know in India we had these like buckets right like we didn't have like mm -hmm. so we used to like boil our water put it into a bucket and then go shower with that and then you have your all this cold water and you just you know make it work you have a bucket <laughs> like yeah and I'm like what are you what are you talking about? Like, it's the only thing that, like, was good about my day. Hot showers, bro. <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah. Dopamine. Yeah. So this, I think, is the next key for ADHD boss success. Dopamine hacking. They all talk about this. I bet you didn't know these top three reasons for why you need to start cold showering if you have ADHD. Preferably right now. Reason number one, <laughs> they've been proven to make us right more energetic, <laughs> more motivated, and more happy in the morning. And that's because they increase our dopamine levels by 250 and our <laughs> norepinephrine levels by 530%. Yeah, those are the neurotransmitters that our what? brains mainly lack. Number two, they're going to wake you up. I know it's an obvious one, but a lot of us have problems getting out of bed, right? Well, 
do a cold shower. Reason number three, let's not forget that they've been proven to reduce anxiety and depression, which are two things that are very common for us with ADHD. And that's why. So like the one thing I will give him is that there is evidence that it helps with like uh, mood and stuff if you take a cold shower. And I find them helpful sometimes, like I will admit. And you can explain that with like trauma stuff, right? Like so a lot of grounding things techniques work. And this is actually even something that they recommend, for example, folks that have like coped with like, like forms of self-harm, right? Like Mm -hmm. that, like you can actually alternatively find other ways literally to feel alive, right? To be grounded, to like immediately have something. And like people do this all the time, like adrenaline, like junkie type stuff. What is it meant to do? Mm -hmm. It's meant to just literally ground you in your like ecosystem back again. Like usually when we spend majority of our time under capitalism, like totally disassociated, literally trying to go to work where we can't like drink water, apparently. And that's fine. You know, and how can you survive that (laughs) except by disassociating? Right. Like you can't do that every day and experience the full spectrum of human emotion at work. I can't cry like at work. Mm -hmm. Literally, I can't even have a bad day and leave work. Right. Like you can. And you can't just take time off. Like you have a certain amount of time off. But oh, God forbid, you're like you have multiple family deaths that allow you to like need more time. Right. It doesn't matter. You have to get back to work. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. and also i love these like extremely huge numbers like 530 percent. like where the fuck did that come from <laughs> who like, where <laughs> what like but but again i think something a pattern that's really important is all these people do this they have to mm-hmm. include even if it's in a one minute tiktok reel they find a way to say some sort of medical scientific jargon say something that implies to people that this is based on actual like like research right and mm-hmm. again given that people glorify research as though it's like just a get like just a law of nature and then they have to say something like that to get like all of this to be legitimized as this is real whatever i'm telling you has no amount of subjectivity in it like this yeah. is just a fact right <laughs> it's a fact that cold showers <laughs> increase <laughs> your my 500 like bro it doesn't even sound real <laughs> <laughs> Oof, this is a good one. Let's talk about exercise for the ADHD brain. Now we need to understand, exercise for the body is very different than exercise for the brain. When we're talking about neurochemical satisfaction, it takes roughly 10 to 20 minutes to create a sufficient amount of dopamine. On top of it, we are not looking at powerlifting. We're not looking at running a marathon. We're looking at physical strain on the body. Something as simple as what I'm doing right now, walking around, singing, dancing, cleaning up around the house. These things give you that neurochemical satisfaction and seriously helps. Might sound silly, it might be a little bit ridiculous, but this is actually what's going on inside of your brain. Create the satisfaction and help yourself with impulsivity, emotional dysregulation, and executive functioning skills. For real, guys, 10 to 20 minutes, that's all it takes. Have fun, change your life. <laughs> Have fun, change your life. I want that on a fucking t-shirt, because on its own, it might actually mean something without everything else he said. <laughs> you notice he also said, help yourself. Oh, yeah. It's and like, also said, and this is scientifically shown. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> and like creating your own neurochemical satisfaction. It's like, what the it fuck makes does it sound mean? so scientific. Yeah, because if you ask yourself what it means, actual satisfaction is also a like physiological process. What does that, what is neurochemical satisfaction if literally everything you're feeling is a combination of what's around you and what's inside you? Like, I don't even, you know. <laughs> Well, because they think it's this really simple, like, mm-hmm. oh, I just do this and then I get more of the good, happy feeling chemicals and that fixes all my problems. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and that's a good point, actually. So I guess the backing that they have from all of this and like what makes it like s- 
so problematic is just like flawed scientific research in general, like, and this is a byproduct of capitalism too, in terms of like having binary thinking grilled into everyone from a young age, like good and bad people type thing. What that means is then we go on to be unable to handle complexity in so many ways, mm-hmm. right? Like all of us, it's so difficult for us to like see the gray and not see everything as, as black and white, being able to like not be reductive and super simplistic about stuff. And that's again, yeah. back to this, you can't ever, there's nothing ever in our body that works like that. Nothing, not just like how mm-hmm. you're feeling, blah, blah, blah. You can't move and walk by this one thing being like enough to dramatically change the like end outcome of something. Nothing works like that. And that mm-hmm. reduction is like classic to how, the similarly to how some like studies ask, can X gene be like causative or related to like why? you know psychiatric diagnoses like Mm -hmm. how like (laughs) it's just these reductive questions that are a pattern i think also like in both of these things the morning routine and the dopamine hacking the underlying theme is Mm. like Mm self-regulation self-management making your own neurochemicals (laughs) regulating optimizing you know it's all about self-regulation and even that i like so i think it's very interesting how people use words to like scientific jargon to even legitimize colloquial things that they're talking about right Mm -hmm. so people will say optimizing it's something that capitalism has actually come up with and it's really cool to like think about how marketing and the idea of advertising right has like taken language and how we communicate, which I think is really interesting to understand how we like communicate ideas and like co-opt language in Mm -hmm. weird ways where it's like a psychological thing to think about what can make people believe in this bullshit more. If Mm -hmm. I say it this way, right? So that's where a lot of academic jargon comes from when people use that, right? Mm -hmm. Like people automatically think that, oh my God, they must be so smart and intelligent and correct and I can trust them and they're probably a good person. Like you make all these leaps based on these like superficial associations and that's literally like marketing and market how marketing has developed under capitalism for years to get us to like associate these things right and it's like subliminal messaging and psychological manipulation under oppression and now mm-hmm. you have this dude that's like telling you it's like like using words like optimizing and self-regulation and it's because words like regulatory and optimized are generally scientific terms that show yeah. up as though like it's like a very smart, intelligent, like, you know, advanced thing. Yeah, there's also been uh, studies that show like if you just throw a brain scan into mm. like an argument, <laughs> people will judge it as like more reliable, even if it's like not true or it doesn't like make logical sense. And I think that like people will just use words like neuro or like neurochemical. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's neuroscience, so it's true. <laughs> and it's sad because it's taking advantage of something that I think is, again, a result of like capitalist conditioning, right? When you have binaries and ladders and hierarchies, like mm-hmm. people will either aspire to superiority and inferiority and you will always compare yourself in relation to other people. So like that's really what, you know, is a beautiful way of seeing how like political oppression drives like self-doubt and like lack of confidence in us, like lack of self-assurance about like who we are. Because like you're always comparing yourself relatively to someone else. And in that same way, it's like what he's doing, right? Everything is about like putting yourself up against someone else and Mm -hmm. constantly comparing yourself to someone else. And it's just so obvious to see that like this whole winning logic, like all of the words that they're using, it's like you want to be better, right? Better than someone else? Like like, (laughs) don't don't be a fucking loser. Who the fuck wants to be a loser, right? Like these, and it's like bullying. I'm like- why does anyone yeah. need to? Yeah. Why does anyone need to win? What does that mean, bro? Like, 
is someone else yeah. losing then right because that that's what's mm-hmm. made me realize how fucked up that logic is being like if i'm trying to be on its own me just saying i i aspire to success i aspire to get to the top i aspire yeah. to climb the ladder if i'm at the top there's a whole lot of people below me and i feel like yeah. that's the part that like you need to finish that sentence <laughs> right yeah. like to be like more self-aware about what you're asking people to do mm-hmm. so i did a little bit of digging about matt <laughs> because i wanted to know like where did he come from and like where are his ideas coming from and I found a podcast interview that he did where he said originally he wanted to get into personal training and a friend encouraged him to talk about ADHD so he made a TikTok in February of 2021 and it blew up overnight apparently is the story that he tells people with adhd are you guys freaking kidding me right now i have seen so many people on tiktok moping around and talking about oh i have adhd so my life is just not even going to start and i'm too scatterbrained and blah 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 do you guys have any idea how amazing you are as an adhd coach and somebody that has lived the life i'm in my late 20s i've been on the drugs i have gone through the special education i've been told that i won't make it and guys i made it and i want to show you guys exactly how you don't understand what kind of a gift that you have Do you have any idea that the average person with ADHD thinks at four times the speed of the average human being? Four times, look it up. That is wild. Now, mind you, as a dopamine deficiency, that also means that you can get angrier faster. That means that you can get sadder faster. But that also means that you are way happier than anybody else. It also means that you can be 10 times more motivated than anybody else. Oh my God, competition, competition, competition. I want you to duet this. I want you to comment anything negative you've ever heard about ADHD and I will destroy it. I'm going to teach you guys how. To live an amazing life. <laughs> I will destroy it. Like, <laughs> but, so he says like. Drink the blood of you. He says like that ADHDers think at four times the speed of the average human. And then he says, look it up. And I did look it up. And I could not find anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> but he says shit like this all the time where he's just like, look it up. Look it up. And every time I try to look up his shit, I can't fucking find anything. I don't know where he got that from. But, like, I do know this is, like, a common experience to, like, feel like you're moving at a faster rate inside than, like, the world around you or to feel like you're moving at a slower rate than the world around you. And so, like, I'm not saying that that's not something that people labeled ADHD feel or experience, um, but I just think saying that it's, like, a scientific fact and putting a number on it and then saying that it makes you better than everyone else is just, like not something I can co-sign. And like, I think something that's really interesting is like how he focuses on like one competition, right? Constant, literally what we just talked about right before I even watched this, where I was like, for some reason, competition keeps coming up where they're Mm -hmm. telling you to want to be better than, and it literally, I didn't even know you were going to show me that. And boom, it's like half his video where it's like, don't you want to be better than others? Don't you want to be better than others? Don't you? you?" And I'm like, fuck man, like, what are you Mm -hmm. like? And it's, we just don't even think about how like, fucked up that is and the the idea of pace is just so interesting because time is like a repetitive thing that comes up in like yeah any diagnosis right Mm -hmm. concept of time how people perceive time how long they can focus on something how long Mm -hmm. they can stare at something and you know like it's just like all these things that come up with time when and i think that can be an example of getting people to think about like who sets standards right like so when we're talking about slower faster what is the gold standard? So what what is the perfect, like, what is that? Like, what does that mean to be to be right in on track in life in terms of all your like arbitrary milestones and achievements, right? And then who said 
set that standard. And Mm -hmm. even if you like see that through, it's like, okay, the nine to five workday is literally like daylight hours and nighttime hours and how that is structured, how 24 hours are structured and how like seven days a week are structured and how many, you know, like all of that is literally capitalist time in terms of like what's ideal to get people to wake up in the morning, labor, 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 labor at, to the at least point where like they're they're like right before they go to sleep, they have some time. So they think that they're actually free. <laughs> and yeah. and that, like it's all like actually very well thought out in terms of control and mm-hmm. how much time you can give people like to themselves. And it's actually very like, it's getting like capitalism tries to get the balance right of having total control of your life where you're like always under the eye of a boss, of a teacher, of a like something being watched. And then how much time you have on your own. And it's you basically like, the way I put it is like, it's never really enough for you to be sentient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's because you're exhausted and you spend all that time recovering and you can't even really think for yourself and then boom, you're back. So it's like yeah. this very calculated, like how long every, and then he goes back to like, taking something like that and just be like not even questioning what are these standards of success man and who made them up right all of these are made of definitions but he's just like it's just how it is that's reality but that's the the superpower narrative too like you're better than everyone else like it's like adhd supremacy almost yeah (laughs) and i'm like you know what i'm like people get offended at us when we say like hey your pain is real but like i just want to let you know you're not fucked up Uh, how are you not offended by this is my question to you like like he's literally like yeah like you know adhd is a real thing but this is like the thing that i think why it's so important to like combat sort of the neurotypical neurodivergent binary because mm-hmm. like this is the other side of that coin, right? There's that coin yeah. where like you're you're in pain and you have a diagnosis and blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, wait, I'm actually fucking better than those other people. Yeah. Those other conforming robots, right? Yeah. Like neurotypical, like blah, blah, blah. And it just goes back to creating these dynamics and binaries of us versus them. And this is like, this dude is the epitome of that us versus them nonsense, right? He's like owned his neurodivergence, which is a lot of mainstream neoliberal mental health right now. It's like about owning these labels, taking this, like totally admitting that you're fucked up and deceased and disordered, right? Being like, Mm -hmm. yes, I am different, but different in like a cool way. (laughs) And And like doing the work, going to therapy, all that stuff too. And the key is that when he said, I've been through all that, like special education. And again, he does it. He goes through these things that are like, oh my God, no one should have to struggle like this, dude. No one. Mm -hmm. But then he takes that And that's classic bootstrap logic, right? Like being able to recognize all this like pain or whatever you went through and being like, you know what? Because of pure chance and luck, pure probability, because I like something clicked and I'm here. Therefore, you can do it too, right? Like, yeah. And it's just and it goes back to the reason he needs to say that is because he needs to convince himself that like he's so exceptional that he was able to break through that kind of like oppression, right? To come out on top. Which, Mm -hmm. you know, to some people, it's like we go through the same shit and we come out the other and say, say never again for anybody. And then some people say, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm going to go put put more people through this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's always like a sad story. Like, here's this is my struggle. But, you know, I made it and you can make it, too. I think he like verbatim says that, Mm -hmm. actually. And Mm -hmm. like that's Mm -hmm. it's like the playbook of all of these like motivational speakers that make a bunch of money just saying that they can teach you how to make a bunch of money you know (laughs) and sometimes like legitimately have stories that are like okay like i wish you would have and i think the difference between who sees that and who doesn't which i think is a reoccurring pattern between like influencers that are like pushing these arguments right is okay you get to recognizing your pain sure you might have found tools that help you sure they might even work for you great and but like 
if you ever ask, like, what do other people go through? Like, what do other people face? And even try a little bit to understand that you're not going to experience anything and other people's experiences are so different than you. It Mm -hmm. automatically forces you to, like, think about not just what works for you, what actually is, like, good for everybody. And you're just like, wait a minute. But these people never think get to that point, right? So it's like everything is centering their like the individual. Like it's like my struggle, my success, my thing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I will literally copy paste this onto everyone else, and that's the logic of of capitalism, right? Like it's like there's a superior thing, and every everything else is inferior. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in the same interview where Matt was talking about his uh, TikTok origins, he also said that his biggest inspiration was a guy named Peter Shankman, Mm. who does an ADHD podcast called faster than normal. Mm. And he is an angel investor and a media entrepreneur who's considered an expert in marketing. And I think that he's kind of like the, the granddaddy ADHD boss for Matt, (laughs) at least. (laughs) So I found this interview that Peter Shankman did on a show called Bootstrapping in America. They don't even try to hide it. <laughs> One of the reasons that I started realizing that my ADHD is a gift, not a curse. If I can figure out ways to control the bad stuff, then the good stuff is awesome, mm-hmm. right? The good stuff lets me sell companies and lets me do stuff like that, lets me <laughs> Oh, wow, I got three weeks to write a book on deadline and I'm under contract. I'll, I'll just book a flight to Tokyo and write it on the flight out and fly back and write it. And that's what I do. You know, normal people don't do not do this. And it, and it, no, yeah, you're right, motherfucker. <laughs> normal people do not do that. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is one of his stories. So he also, he also wrote a book called Faster Than Normal. And like a, one of the main stories in it is about how he was on deadline to write a book and the place that he thinks the best is in business class on international flights. So he booked a round trip to Tokyo just so he could write this fucking book. (laughs) It's like me too, motherfucker, make it happen. (laughs) I looked this book up on Goodreads and the most liked review is like hilarious. It's by this user named Tracy. And I just want to read it to you. She gave it one star. Um, The sum total of advice in this book is, have you tried diet and exercise? Be a charismatic (laughs) white man with a public speaking career that allows you to fly to Tokyo and back on a whim. Get a wife. Rent one if you need to. (laughs) Have no hobbies or interests whatsoever that aren't your career and use every idle moment to work. Have you considered that instead of being late to things, you could just be early? (laughs) I love that. Thank you. You should just. (laughs) Thanks. Great advice. You should just sleep more, but also run marathons at 3 a.m. <laughs> Here are a list of products you should buy, including $300 headphones, a $200 no. jacket that is ugly and does what a purse does, only worse. No. <laughs> a huge list of apps for your $1,100 iPhone, a home automation solution that helps you not have to touch your light switches like some sort of prol. <laughs> like some sort of prol. <laughs> yeah, he's like always talking about his like automated lights that wake him up in the morning or whatever. Oh, good God. Um, but she finishes by saying Shankman's total lack of awareness that most people struggling with ADHD, like most people in the US, couldn't find $400 for an emergency bill, let alone $4,000 on same day international flights, is quite frankly absurd and disgusting. $40,000, my dear. <laughs> that's, that's closer to how much those cost. <laughs> yeah, it's just like very out of touch advice. Like, just do all these things that I do because I already have money and then you'll be successful. 
But he's also obsessed with the power morning routine. He mm. wrote this article in Business Insider, and the headline is, oh I wake up at 3.45 a.m. and people call my daily routine truly insane. But here's <laughs> why you should follow, too. Yo, you know what? This might be the one category of the word insane. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. like, yeah, maybe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me... Just read you what he says about his morning routine. When my alarm goes off at 345 and my bedroom lights have finished their automated program to light my room, I rise out of bed already (laughs) in my workout clothes because I always put them on the night before. I slip on my bike shoes and walk six inches to my Peloton bicycle. Oh, Jesus. A little uh, product placement. Mm -hmm, mm which sits right next to my bed. I snap on my heart rate monitor and start my first 45-minute workout of the day. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then he says, my my workday is spent similarly to how you spend yours probably, but I continue to give myself brain chemical drips during my working hours, whether that's walking upstairs or sometimes even dropping for pre-meeting push-ups or jumping jacks before walking into the room. Jesus fuck. Taking this power morning routine dopamine hacking thing to like an extreme level. Yeah, like this is legitimately scary. Like it sounded like a horror story when you were reading it, when you were like, there's these automated lights in its house that are like finishing up their programming. Yeah, isn't that how they wake you up in like the army? Like yeah. they turn all the lights Just on at like 4 a.m. and like <laughs> scream at you. Oh, well, but see, here's the thing that there's those those same bootstrap people are people mm-hmm. that look at the army. And this is like a beautiful thing, yeah. right? Where you're like politics influences culture and that's how you're socialized. And that's why you yeah. believe these things are normal because like people will look at the military and be like, that's discipline that creates like, mm-hmm. you know, like and you're like, wow, like you will find ways that people have justified just about anything. Yeah. And like brain chemical drips. Like <laughs> it sounds like also, again, like very medical. But, but I see, see, see. But see, I think that's important because the first thing I visualized when I saw that was a medical treatment. What do people see medical treatments as legitimate, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's automatically basically put this visual in your head of this being very calculated and objective and scientific. And I feel like people really need to understand what the psychological like programming behind that. Yeah, so I feel like Peter Shankman and Ed Hollowell are kind of like these daddies of yeah yeah we can kind of trace the stuff back to them and it's kind of trickled down onto tiktok and now all of these um tiktok influencers are kind of repeating all this stuff that they've been saying about the superpower narrative and the morning routine etc etc i really wonder if they know each other because i really just want to get them all in one room and see they do oh my god actually ed hallowell Ed Hollow wrote the foreword to Peter Shankman's book. And of course. it's like, <laughs> of course. Wait, let me just show you. So basically, it's just him talking about how, like, they became friends. He says, quote, what happened between Peter's entering the room and our embrace upon his leaving it? Yes, in that hour or so, we reached embracing terms could serve as a documentary of the workings of faster than normal brains. So like, yeah, he fully endorses this idea that the ADHD brain works faster than everyone else. Ed Hollowell also says that uh, we have Ferrari brains with bicycle brakes. That's like his thing that he says over and over. I've seen that. I didn't know that. And I've actually yeah. heard so many people say that specifically mm-hmm. within the context of ADHD. And I've been wondering like, who the f- it's such a weird analogy that you're like, who the fuck talks like this? <laughs> like, and literally it's a capitalist. A capitalist talks like that. Cause I'm yeah. like, who says that? Like, 
Yeah, like why are you equating my brain to like to a luxury a, sports yeah. car? I just didn't understand that <laughs> analogy, but I've heard it say so many times and I'm like, now it makes mm-hmm. so much sense. It comes from like, oh, there our brains go really fast. But it's like also, again, the metaphor is like aspirational, like you're supposed to aspire to buying a Ferrari. So like if you oh, say yeah. that you have a Ferrari brain, then like, you know, you're implying that you can be this like boss millionaire person or whatever or that you already are that boss well so that logic is like the soul to the like middle class like sort of like that realm Mm -hmm. of people that don't have intergenerational wealth and aren't necessarily like in the top one percent but might be earning like you know stable like enough to be stable and it's like that's who that targeted marketing is for Mm -hmm. right like it's like for people that like clearly will never ever ever fucking be wealthy but enough to the proximity to where you can be like think of yourself because there's so many workshops that are like how do you dress rich right it's like this allure of wealth it's Uh this like massive allure and like it's it's wild because it goes back to the root of celebrity culture right where Mm -hmm. we can watch someone on tv literally having a life that is like so luxurious at you like knowing that you're miserable that you're struggling you're struggling to pay rent you're struggling you're sad every day and you're watching this person telling you that they're living their best life and you actually clap for them like you're like wow that's amazing you glorify them you put them on pedestals right and it's like it goes back Mm -hmm. to this like it's classic again how do you get people on a ladder the people in the middle to get really really convinced that they can get to the top if just Mm -hmm. maybe right like you build all these associations with being like 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 kind of what there's like quotes about like how you should just think you're you're the boss already you're like just have that ceo mindset right yeah. it's all going back to just pretend like you're already rich in some superficial way like think about it like act like it talk like it dress like it that's what a lot of respectability politics is about right like how do you dress for interviews it's like literally can you look wealthy and then maybe you'll actually potentially be there <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like um the secret right like manifesting mm-hmm. your dreams like you just have to believe you already have it so i actually have a great video for this since you brought it up (laughs) this is an account called melanie fixes mindsets she markets herself as an adhd entrepreneur coach and this is like some of her i think most unique advice if you have adhd and you struggle to relax without feeling guilty or perhaps you avoid unwinding because peace and quiet feels uncomfortable this video is for you this system will absolutely enable you to relax without any guilt, shame, fear, and it's gonna help you remove your abundance blocks and manifest all of your dreams at the same time. What? It's what I like to call Netflix and manifest. Did you First say step abundance is you're going to pick blocks? out a show about people that have what it is that you are manifesting. So if you're manifesting a mansion, a private jet, or a cottage in the woods, you are going to find shows about people that have those <gasps> things. The next step, and this is the most important part, While you are watching and relaxing, you are also taking note of what is important to these people, how they carry themselves, what problems they deal with, how they structure their life, their business, their time, their schedule. Ask yourself what kind of energy they would bring to a disagreement or an argument or a deal. (gasps) Take note of what's really fucking important and you start emulating that energy in your everyday life. If they ain't worried about bills, you ain't worried about bills. If they don't spend time with people that make them feel like shit, you stop spending time with people that make you feel like shit. If you are going to align with the energy of abundance, you're going to have to let a lot of that bullshit go. And don't forget to hit the plus for more ADHD entrepreneur support. (laughs) I love your gasping. Like, you just... 
because it's so mean. Yeah. Like, do these people just like, I'm just like, how do you fucking sleep at night? Like, do you know what you just said? You told people that are like suffering and like finding, like needing reasons to live every day, like struggling to turn on the TV, watch someone who explicitly has none of the struggles that they have, who are swimming in wealth, especially because they are hurting you and exploiting you. And Mm -hmm. then take notes. And that sounds so painful. Like, why would you ask people to do that? Like, anyone to do that. It's just, like, so sad. Like, and then it comes, it it comes, like, it makes me realize, like, that's why we feel so shitty about ourselves. Like, I've been, like, even personally trying to work through, like, why am I so convinced that if I don't, if I'm not exceptional, I'm just like worthless. Like I will not like nothing matters. I will not matter. No one will care about me. And I believe and I believe that so truly, even given my and I'm like, I've been trying to think like, how back does it go? And it's like all of this messaging and you kind of realize how brutal it is. But it's been told to you since you're a kid. Right. You're like you're like, just look at all these fucking rich people. Right. You don't want to be like a janitor. Don't be like that. Yeah. Like, look Mm -hmm. at Warren Buffett. Look at Bill Gates. Look at these people that have all the stuff that you can't even fucking dream of. And like, but mm-hmm. dream, right? Like, it's like, and now, oh my, it's just so sad. It's so there's sad. Another, there's another video where she like picks out specific shows. And one of the shows that she suggests is Hacks. Do you know that show? Okay, yeah. It's about it's like a comedian who's like famous, but like, she's like, uh, talking, her name's Deborah Vance in the show and she's like look at what Deborah Vance does like study like what she cares about and like the point of the show is that Deborah Vance is a horrible fucking person mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's part oh of the my point God. of the whole show and she's saying like aspire to be more like this horrible person who doesn't care about anyone yeah but I think that's important because okay so oh like I've seen this happen a lot where there's shows that specifically depict someone right that's like super power hungry really fucking Mm -hmm. abusive to people around them like like in their everyday life they're like truly vile and unkind and just like causing a lot of harm and not self-reflecting never taking accountability and like succession is one of those shows where like again people probably know like the like sort of like father figure right that's like the uh like patriarch of the family literally is a horrible human being literally the whole show is about the pain he inflicts on his children Mm -hmm. and how he treats people with disdain and treat like i don't know to me i was just like it's like literally a narcissistic self-centered ego like capitalist down to the bone Mm -hmm. right and people look at that and i've seen videos where they will say like be more like Logan roy look at what he does observe everything like the way he walks how he doesn't extend like they even talk about how he's not kind how like he withholds and like he like all these things that go back to like entrepreneurship and like how you should display your emotions and manipulate yourself in like whatever way to fit this box right yeah you gotta uh get rid of your abundance blocks oh i've never heard that in my life i went when she said that i was like I don't, I don't know why I imagine like myself being like a pipe and I'm clogged somewhere. Yeah. And I must blocking. just release, release this to <laughs> manifest <laughs> whatever. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I wrote about this in the newsletter recently, like the manifestation trends and how it goes back to like the, the 1930s. There's this book called Think and Grow Rich. And this guy that wrote it was like a total scam artist. Like he didn't get rich off of any of his businesses except for like the book that he wrote about how you can get rich, (laughs) 
where he like just fully lied about mm-hmm. like knowing all these rich people and like learning their secrets or whatever. And the secret is literally like just ripped straight from that book from the 30s, which came out in the during the depression. And mm. I think it's really interesting that these ideas That's are so really sad. popular now. When people that we're are in going, pain the most. Yeah. yeah, we're in another recession. So these ideas about like manifesting yeah. your abundance or whatever are yeah. becoming more popular again. Yeah, I think that's like late stage capital, like right now, just in relation to everything, even within the umbrella of capitalism, people have the least amount of security and stability. So essentially, in this period right now that we're in, you there is no correlation between at all between even how people tell themselves, like how much they need to do and how much like safety and security they're going to have. People literally have accepted that they cannot retire. People have accepted that they're just going to like die yeah. in their offices. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. And that's why so many of these like. The, this marketing and this this type of like scheme speak to the like this core pain that people feel and then fucking manipulate it which is so fucked mm-hmm. and it's always about passive income like mm. they want to teach you how to make money without like doing any work and it's so easy you can just be making money in the background and i found a video by another tiktoker called that adhd guy and i think he's Hmm. really giving the game away here (laughs) making money is not fucking difficult we are living in the easiest time in human history to make money the fact that most people aren't (laughs) making some sort of online income is an absolute mockery of human civilization i don't want to buy that course it's a scam you go to uni and you spend 50 50k for fucking nothing. Literally all you have to do is build a big TikTok with an awesome community and help a fuckload of people solve big problems and get paid hefty for it. So what the fuck are you waiting for? Go make some content. Make sure to follow me to hear the real truth on here. The fuck you trying to do, but like why are these people just bullies? They're all so mean. If go you make just some listen content. to them talk, you go fucking why, what go the make fuck you talking about? Right now. The f- <laughs> just like no just the way he can it's just so kind of but you know it goes back to how much power abusers have over like that language of oppression that like even talking to people like you know how working class people get talked to like what the fuck do you know right it's like mm-hmm. like you know nothing like it's just like this normalized and it's again a psychological manipulation tactic right like if you talk to someone like they're they're worthless and you like titrate that over time and it's normalized it is basically building this perception where in their mind it is truly just reality that they are inferior. Like, that is just how it is, right? And, like, the way he taught, like, so many of these people, like, even Matt fucking, like, saying, like, I did this and I won. And I can't believe people are out here sitting around being, like, ADHD is tough. Like, yeah. and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, are you, why are you bullying people? Like, that's so mean <laughs> to say, but it's just so normal. He's like, fuck you guys. Like, what the fuck you talking about? Like, I think ADHD is a blessing. And I'm like, you're so mean. How is this not okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think the superpower narrative is like pretty widely, um, yeah. like denounced oh, yeah. in disability yeah. circles. Like, it's like not okay. Um, but I think like in mainstream, circles where people maybe haven't been exposed to more like critical ideas it's like very accepted and like it's on tv all the time and like all this shit but i think what's like most interesting about that video is that he said all you have to do is help a fuckload of people solve big problems but the solutions that all these people are giving you is just like exercise eat blueberries do your power (laughs) morning routine like manifest with netflix like you're (laughs) 
they're they think they're helping you solve your big problems but they're actually just obscuring like the bigger systemic problems yeah and we all know what happened the last time a white man manifested something so <laughs> let's no more of those please no more manifesting your destiny okay? yeah nobody nobody does no <laughs> no more it is not your burden <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just it's a grift like they're trying to tell you that they have the secrets to make you a success <laughs> and their whole entire like job is just doing that they're just making money telling you how to make money and it's like and if you think about that how are they doing that they're making money by telling you that you're worthless that you're not doing enough that like you're definitely like victim blaming that you just don't have like go back going back to all the ways that psychiatry pathologizes you right which to, like even that internalized messaging of like thinking something's wrong with you something's defective something's disordered and you just have to be more normal and get back to some baseline they're doing the same thing and in like almost worse ways because there's this human being talking to you through your screen right that supposedly feel like says things to make you feel like you know they care about you mm -hmm. <clears throat> says that they understand your experience in some superficial way by saying, hey, you guys are the ADHD. That's sometimes all he says. And it's like, <laughs> for some reason, that gives people the illusion that they're being seen and heard, which is sad because it's like, like, and that goes back to identity politics. It's bullshit, right? And why it's so hard for us to like kill that sometimes where you can have like, I don't know, fucking Candace, like, right, you know, like just a black person that happens to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce, right? Like they must be like, Great. And it's just like mm -hmm. you're not examining anything. Right. And and capitalism has done a beautiful job of literally co-opting identities for that reason. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's what's happening here. Like he will just do the same thing, like make people feel like something like something so wrong about them. But in a way where it's like it's so hard for them to even tell that he's saying something really like condescending, calling them inferior because it's packaged like this really positive pep talk. Yeah. And it's very... I think insidious the way that ADHD is so tied to your identity because then, you know, it just makes all of this ideology like go down easier because you have like internalized it already. And if and anyone who like challenges that is like challenging your whole sense of self. Oh, yeah. And that's what we see a lot of times, right, with mm -hmm. like folks in our comments or whatever. The biggest thing that's so difficult is like when people attach their entire worth to fitting an identity really well, whatever their version of it is, like being like really like, and, and the sad thing is when they don't fit, they will themselves not fit that, right? Like you will not fit these things because they're, it's made up. So like all these symptoms are so different for different people, different people don't operate that way. Like, so when you don't mm -hmm. find yourself operating according to whatever thing that you've said is an ADHD thing to do, right? Like, and that's what a lot of these people are saying that we're just born entrepreneurs. We're just this, this is just who we are. This is just what the ADHD brain does. It's their narrative, yeah. right? So it's like, you're sitting there being like, wait, 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 there's parts of this that I actually identify with. But I'm a failure at ADHD, supposedly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's like goes back to the same narrative about making you feel like trash about how you're such an outlier and that's a bad thing by default. You're divergent, which is bad by default. And therefore, you must immediately correct yourself and go back to baseline, right? And it's like, who draws these baselines? Who actually said that that's like the gold standard? And no, none of those questions are asked. You're just like, I'm different, therefore I must normalize. And it goes back to the logic of just like capitalism, right? Like heterogeneity is mm -hmm. not valued or appreciated in any form. And yeah. like homogenization is like what's happening to us because all we want to do is be this entrepreneur now. I actually found someone um, on the ADHD subreddit who was like mm. questioning Peter Shankman and <laughs> saying that um, 
it seemed to work out for him. He already had businesses and stuff before his diagnoses. Mine never turned out that way. And then somebody responded and said, uh, keep in mind, different people have different types of ADHD and you probably don't have the same type as Shank Ben. <laughs> the rich type? Like, I don't know, what type? The type that already has money and businesses? <laughs> yeah, like what type is what I want to know. <laughs> but it's just like, like you were saying, like, what about the people who like aren't successful entrepreneurs and have ADHD? Like, they're just told like, oh, you don't have the right type. You don't have the entrepreneur superpower type, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, the successful, rich, mm-hmm. white. I don't know. I'm like, what yeah. type? What are you bioessentializing? Please, like the white man type, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> All of these people that we have whose videos we've watched, they are very white. interesting. Yes, and they are men. Well, most of them. There are a couple. There's also um, Shailene, who we didn't <laughs> talk about, um, who's yes. like, oh yes. <laughs> her, yes. her Instagram bio says she is an eight fig earner with adhd mm. shailene johnson i post content to inspire adhd years to grow a side hustle that delivers freedom and fulfillment and she has seven hundred and sixty-two thousand followers so like a huge platform she's an adhd girl boss <laughs> mm. but she's like branded her whole family like if you look at her oh my website, God. let's go look at her son. Okay, let's, let's go look at her son. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells you in her about page, she tells you her story, mm. um, which basically says that she uh, paid for her way through college by flipping vintage cars. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Okay, where, where did you get the money for that in the first place, Shailene? Um, <laughs> I have questions, Shailene. Um, It says it was the money I earned flipping cars that really gave me the flexibility I needed as a student. So I guess that's uh, what we should do also is flip cars. (laughs) We should all go flip cars now. (laughs) And then if you scroll down, she is introducing you to the rest of her family who she's branded. They all have titles. Her uh, husband, Brett, is the husband and coach. And the other half of Team Johnson. Team Johnson. My God. Yeah, her family is her her business team, I guess. Hmm, that's um, disgusting. And then the daughter and the visionary, who is her in-house graphic designer. Oh, Jesus. And then Brock, the oh, son and social God. media guru. <laughs> guru? <laughs> so, like, all of these people in her family have, like, specific jobs and titles, and it's, like, their family is a is a business like and she's just, the boss that's yeah. right <laughs> the adhd girl boss literally uh, her kids hate her dude they've gotta hate her <laughs> <laughs> like they've got so much trauma like let's talk brock <laughs> she also so she also says my adhd is my superpower mm, there it is um <laughs> mornings are for my mojo she also loves exercise. I exercise on the days I want to be creative and happy. So every day. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say the same thing and say, so literally never. <laughs> and it works just like that. <laughs> so I exercise when I, want, when I feel creative and I just want to be happy. <laughs> so literally never. <laughs> she also has a post which i want to show you from her instagram where she talks about how money is energy (laughs) 
or something. Um, somebody asked her a question on her story. And they asked, do you worry you'll run out of money? And she said, nope, never. It's not possible. We were once $475,000 in debt, and it didn't worry me. I knew what we had to do to pay everyone back and get back on our feet. I believe that money is energy, and I attract it to me in abundance. I have no shortage of ideas. My ideas help thousands of people. There are a million and one ways to make money if you focus on solving problems for people. Money has no power on its own. You alone are the power source. Like, <laughs> like how, how can I create a whole garden please tell me how can i manifest food i want to know yeah <laughs> i would love to manifest food in front of me whenever i want <laughs> it's the same like words also like abundance you know abundance yeah which is i think again really cool and interesting if you connect mm -hmm. it back to like political stuff because what is abundance and what is literally what is capitalism about excess 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 mm -hmm. is profit more profit is like wonderful to no end there is no like that's the interesting thing about abundance right like to what end like at what point is enough like what's what's no just endless like exponential growth and that's the logic behind capitalism it's like like that's why the rich keep getting richer right mm -hmm. and that's why like the earth is being extracted for like raw resources and raw materials exponentially to the point where it's like not able to regenerate and sustain itself and that's fine <laughs> with mm -hmm. the same abundance nonsense right it's like this, it justifies literally like an abundance of abuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah and also if we're gonna buy into this idea that you attract your abundance to you then we also have to believe that you attract your poverty to you there it is yeah yeah and that's the most like important downside of all of this right like again like, kind of like we said when, when someone says like hey you should just aspire to be successful what are they saying on the other end of it right mm -hmm. <clears throat> like why don't you just aspire aspire to be on the top right again so therefore you mean aspire for a lot of people to be below me and be struggling and be worse off right like finishing that sentence is important because and that's like something about capitalism that's like very unique right like this toxic positivity that it's like laced with everything and that's very intentional right like getting people to solely focus on oh my god but what if you're happy but what if you're better than other people and like never really finishing what that means for everybody else around you and that's partly that individualism right it's like as long as you think you're winning that's all that mm -hmm. matters right just the illusion of you of you winning of mm -hmm. you having more agency of you getting potentially richer it's just enough to get people to like be like fuck everybody else right and it's like a lifetimes of like conditioning that into people yeah so that's the ADHD boss I hope now you can recognize them when you see them in the wild. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe at disorderland.substack.com so you don't miss any episodes or extra bonus content. You can also follow us on Instagram at disorderland.pod and for more of our work, you can check out Aisha's newsletter, Cosmic Anarchy, and my newsletter, Sluggish. They're linked in the show notes. If you have any tips, questions, or suggestions, you can email them to disorderland at gmail.com.